Hello, welcome to One Step Ahead, Agile Negotiation and Adaptive Leadership. I'm Mike Wheeler, and I'm here today with Kim Leary, as we will be together in uh, days ahead as well. How are you doing, Kim? Good morning, Mike. I'm doing very well. It's very exciting to get this started. Indeed it is, and we ought to say a little bit about what this is and how it came to be, but uh, we also discussed it'd be nice for people to know who we are. So I'll introduce you, Kim, and then you can uh, return service and, <laughs> and introduce me. So Kim and I go way back. Kim has her doctorate in clinical psychology and spent part of her career counseling patients and so forth, but also ran psychological services for a well-regarded Boston hospital and its affiliates here in the Boston-Cambridge uh, area. And uh, at other times, uh, in, in some years back, was in Washington, uh, created programs for girls and women of color, and now she is teaching both at the Harvard Kennedy School of Government and the School of Public Health. I don't know quite how you do all of those things, Kim. Put me to shame. The other thing I should say is that Kim is a tech geek. Her husband, Richard, writes pretty elaborate software, but I think more often than not, you're the first adopter in the family. Do you want to deny that? or <laughs> I will actually confirm that. I love new technology. So it's really exciting, as we've spent time together, Mike, that you have expanded your work on negotiation, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute, to include technology and apps and an online platform. So we are trying to be right in the moment as we pick up on thinking together about agile negotiation and uh, adaptive leadership. Mike, we've been colleagues for a, a quite some time, and it's been a terrific collaboration, beginning through the program on negotiation at Harvard Law School, where we first met, and we're doing some work, I think, on critical moments and right. bringing psychologists and conflict resolution folks together for dialogue. I know you've been involved for some time in teaching Harvard Business School students, Kennedy School students, and others the, the basics, the fundamentals, and advanced practice in negotiation and management and leadership. And it's really terrific, this new venture that you have proposed. I'm delighted to be with you here today. Well, the other thing, too, just to qualify it for better or worse, yes, you know, part of me covers the standard negotiation ground, but I'm very interested in the dynamic nature of the process. Maybe we're going to get in right now in terms of what we mean by agile negotiation, and uh, you can respond with adaptive leadership. But in the smallest of nutshells, with all due respect to other people who have studied and written about negotiation, I think the fundamental truth is you can't script it, because there's somebody else at least one other person with whom you're dealing, from whom you want to get a yes, who has his or her own ideas about what priorities are, how to negotiate, whether this is even negotiable as well. So you've got to be prepared for uh, opportunities as well as obstacles, and that requires agility in a broad strategic sense and being quick on your feet moment to moment. You know, in my class, yes, we do the basic negotiation analytics that uh, are so important, but we also listen to Miles Davis, and we have improv experts come in as well. I was going to say that, you know, everything you're saying about negotiation is what 
emerging and senior leaders say about their practice of leadership, whether they're working in organizations, across organizations, out in the field doing public health and whatnot, that sense of having to be agile, to adapt, to be flexible, to be fluid even at times, but in the service of a goal or a set of goals, mm -hmm. that's where agility and being adaptive connect with one another, and I think we're talking about many of the same features and capacities. When I say negotiation, I'm thinking of it broadly. It certainly includes buying a car, buying a house, but there's the negotiation that takes place within an organization. When you get the job, that's a negotiation. When you hire somebody, that's a negotiation. You negotiate with colleagues if you're on a team. You negotiate up in order to get the resources that you need to do whatever you've been tasked to do. And you also negotiate down to get people who report to you really engaged in what they do. And we would say on the leadership side that all of that is under the umbrella of adaptive leadership as well, mobilizing others on behalf of a collective problem. And it's, it's interesting because that does involve negotiations of all kinds but it involves other features of an organization or a practice that require the same kind of agility, the same capacity and talent for adaptation. But you and I had some back and forth over what to name the show. We uh, did. <laughs> we won't go through the lots of options. Any two or three words are necessarily going to be confining, but I liked the, I started with two steps, so you bargained me down to one. <laughs> I, I like that one because it's positive. You know, it's making making progress. It's active, and I hope people find it a little bit intriguing. The subtitle of, you know, agile negotiation and adaptive leadership gets people a little further along. But we should tell them a little bit about what we mean. But I've got an example of agile negotiation if you want to hear it. And I don't know if you recall this story. This happened actually decades ago, and a friend of mine, whom I think you know pretty well we'll call him Jay, was working for an investment company that had bought a small cable television system in the Midwest. And they had paid, say, $8 million for this. Some was their own money, some was borrowed, leveraged, and so forth. And it turned out that it was a good investment. Maybe they were smart, maybe they were lucky. But a year later, they said, let's expand. And they approached the owner of another system in the adjacent town. The idea, let's put these two together, we'll have economies of scale. But they went back and forth. They figured, this is my friend Jay, dealing with Max, the owner of this other system. We could pay, Jay's thinking, 12, maybe if pressed, 12 and a half million for that. After several months of getting nowhere, Max, the person who they were approaching, said, I don't think we have a deal here. The, if you put $15 million in cash in small unmarked bills on the table, you'd give me a problem. I'd think about taking it. If I took it, I'd kick myself, you know, and you're miles away from that. Two minutes later, they were shaking hands on a deal. And what they did not do was split the difference because that would have been too much for Jay and too little for Max. What they didn't do is dig their heels in on those numbers Instead, Jay said, I've got an idea. If you think your system is worth that much, how much do you think our system is worth? And Max sat back and said, well, 
14, 14 and a half. Remember, they'd bought it for eight and not all of that was their money. They doubled their investment and then some in a mere year and a half because Jay was agile. Now, I have a question for you. We've got two people sitting down at the table, Jay and Max. They're looking at exactly the same situation, namely that they're $3 million apart. Jay comes up with the answer, hey, wait a second. I'm not a buyer, I'm a seller. Max didn't see it. Maybe is that just a special talent? Is it an outlook um, that people can be adaptive, people can be agile, or I hope, can we help people learn to do it? I think we can definitely help people to expand their capacity to be agile and to be adaptive. I'm a psychologist. That's my original training. And there's a moment in a classroom somewhere along the line where the intro psychology professor will put up an image, and it's either a rabbit or a duck. And you ask people, what do you see? Half the room sees a rabbit, half the room sees a duck. I think what that means is that through a process of growing up, through the experiences that we have, through the particular wiring of our brains and brain chemistry, that we are predisposed to different experiences of the world. We're predisposed to see the glass as half full or half empty, depending on our temperament Or ask, where's the glass? Or ask, where's the glass, (laughs) right. So that's one of the first lessons, and that's one of the basic features of negotiation, this idea of partisan perceptions, that we look at the world and we see the same thing, but we don't really see the same thing. Mm. It looks different to us, and that difference is what makes the negotiation possible, and that difference is also what makes leadership complex, challenging, and incredibly stimulating, because you're, in the leadership side, you're working now not just with one entity or another, but communities, constituencies, peoples, nations, where they look at the same problem, but they see very different opportunities and very different challenges. And sometimes you have 15 or 20 of those in play at the same time. And it gets even more complicated in a management situation because it's not one buyer, one seller. We know analytically that good negotiations involve actually finding uncommon ground where people can make trades. We'll talk about that subsequently. But you've got to see those differences, the uncommon ground where you, I value something, you value it even more. Maybe if I were to cede that to you, you can help me out on something that you'd like to keep, you know, but I would really treasure. But I'm, again, wondering about outlook and how much of it is innate. And I guess as we get into negotiation agility and adaptive leadership, We'll explore that together. So part of this, obviously, is we've learned a few things in our time, but I'm hoping, among other things, that we can kind of advance our own thinking on this in the episodes to come. That sounds like a lot of fun, Mike. And we're going to crank these out regularly under the label of One Step Ahead. We'll be happy to tell you about where our material resides. It's Negotiation 360, the digits... 360 are there as opposed to being spelled out. Remember the hyphen, remember the dash between the word negotiation and the 360. And we'll be posting uh, material up there, some of my work, some of yours, Kim, some of the stuff that we've done, uh, done together. So what do you think? I think we've made some progress here. We've told people about what we're doing, and frankly, you've 
sparked some thoughts on my part, so this is going to be fun to continue. I think so. I, it's a wonderful thing to begin to realize that people are in different disciplines, but of course, in the world we're in right now, if you're a manager, you're negotiating. And if you think of yourself mainly as someone who is dedicated to ending conflict in the world, you're probably out in front as a leader in many ways. I haven't been in that position, but there are a lot of lessons we can learn from people who have been of things to do and things to avoid as well. So to be continued, thanks a lot. Thank you.